down We're gonna be only more Cause nowhere else in the world thinks about Mardi Gras But like Louisiana and France France thinks of Mardi Gras? The French thing Really? Yeah I didn't know that Le Le What is it? Le Romper Le Yep, that's it. Guys, the reason why we are a couple days late with recording, though we never post this the day we were recording. We posted a week later. But um, there was Mardi Gras, and I marched in a couple parades, and it was exhausting. (laughs) And now I'm sick. (laughs) And I have allergies. Yeah. And I was exhausted yesterday, so I was like, no. Yeah, no, I'm glad this actually worked out better because, yeah, I went to urgent care instead where they told me sinus infection. Yeah, they never tested you for COVID. Yes, that is correct, (laughs) which is shocking. I think that they're just like a lot of, we don't give a shit anymore. I mean, like, they're like a little kid in the corner going, la, 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 like with their fingers in their ears. It is the South. And they were doing that back in last June, so. But I did, for the internet lovelies listening, I did get tested at my school today twice. Once with a rapid and once with, I don't, I I know it's not a PCR, but I think it's a step above rapid and they both came back negativo. That's good. So I hopefully don't got the Roner. Again. <laughs> again. Again. We started this whole thing when I did get Roner. Mm-hmm. Which put us back a week. <laughs> it sure did. I was prepared. Oh, Very good. So funny. <laughs> um, but guess what? At one of the parades, I saw Harry Connick Jr. What? Yes. He's like the head float man. He created Orpheus and I went to the ball because oh, I was Cinderella. Ball. Came Cinderella for a single day. Nice. <laughs> it was it was cool, but then of course I was concerned about COVID because no one in there was wearing a mask. So me and Mike kind of held back and we didn't really like hang out with people. But there was also Nicole Scherzinger from the Pussycat Dolls. Oh yeah, I forgot about her. So we watched two movies this week, but guess what? I didn't like either of them. <laughs> You didn't I okay, I liked mine, but yours was boring. <laughs> oh my god, I think that they were both I wanted to scratch my eyes out. I'm wondering <laughs> if she's good. Here's the thing. She's like I wrote a lot of notes down because I'm psycho. But I think she has this quality that's like an every woman quality. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we can all relate to her because she's so but that's the thing. They they treat her like she's plain Jane. She's clearly never plain Jane. Stop trying to sell us uh, a chicken McNugget <laughs> when it's clearly, you know, the. the <laughs> she is Chick Fil A. <laughs> she is Chick Fil A amongst frozen Oridas. <laughs> so I don't know. I just uh, it was. I, yeah. yeah. I could say I didn't enjoy Miss Congeniality as much as I normally do. I didn't. I didn't finish the last twenty minutes, but I remember how it ends. <laughs> well, sure, but if you've already seen it, I see. I've I went into this week blind, and I am still blind. I'm still. I'm just still. <laughs> I don't know. Um, there's so many things I wrote. I almost wanted to just read you my notes, but they're so dorky. They're probably the first thing, which movies they are. That's true. That's great. <laughs> She's that's done a, great a lot of movies. Um, well, um, I told Cassie to watch while you were sleeping. Still sounds like a horror movie. It it's does, not, but it sounds like a horror movie. And Cassie, what movie did you tell me to watch? It was Miss Congeniality, of which I loved in my childhood, so I think I might be too old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, I don't know. So I'll start, and I hated them both, 
But if I had to say which one I hated worse, I think I hated, actually, I'm going to just tie this right into other things, but I think I hated while you were sleeping a little bit more. But okay, so here's the story. The story is she's Lucy. <laughs> Her name is Lucy Pomerantz, I believe. And she like is a CTA transit authority from the from chicago oh that's like one of the greatest things about this movie is that it's in chicago and we're both chicagoland natives so you know it's nice to see like oh senior's tower oh you know what that is i know of course the heaps of dirty snow in chicago or anywhere where you get like little crushes if you see the same people a bunch of times, you know, like she, Lucy, and while you are sleeping, she is in love with Peter Gallagher's character, Peter, because they could not think of anything else better. Can I, can I just say that character is just awful? Um, We don't really know him until the very end. Yeah, but he's still just like, we didn't even need to wake him up. He was just kind of crappy. He could have just stayed in the coma the whole time. Well, two things. One, have you seen those eyebrows? I have eyebrow envy, and that is a thick, juicy caterpillar forest fire of an eyebrow. That's all I want. I can. I, have, wanna... I have those. You do? I pluck them into submission. Are you sure? Yes. Let them run free. They will connect I... into one. No. They will. <laughs> Are you sure? I'm sure. Well, <laughs> I, I enjoy a very pronounced, bold, sharpie-laden brow. <laughs> I do. And he has it. Those are the brows. Those he are the brows. Nice brows. Yeah. My daddy, well, I've been blessed with no brows. And my daddy and I always joke about how thick our eyebrows are, <laughs> which really just means we both have a single hair. And because I'm a woman, I draw them in. So, okay, another problem with Peter Gallagher casted as cast, you you don't really say casted like that, cast as uh, Sandra Bullock's person that she loves is that, dude, this is a scientific thing. Did you know that, okay, they look like they could be sister and brother. Mm -hmm. Further, I think... A long time ago, I read that we are attracted to people who have a lot of the same facial characteristics as ourselves, which would make sense in this movie because it looks like it's her gosh darn twin brother. Um, one of the notes I wrote was eyebrows. On <laughs> have a thing for eyebrows. <laughs> that is, that is correct. Um, well, okay, so the storyline is pretty hokey. Mm-hmm. But. She's secretly in love with this boy. She has no, like, you know, he's always, like, running through the aisle so fast. The, if if you're listening and you're, like, from Idaho or something, I don't know if we're reaching people in Idaho <laughs> yet. But the L is, like, the subway station in Chicago. So it's just a fast train that's above. It can be underground, but it's also above ground. Well, he runs out and in. He's a customer, but she's, like, secretly pining for him. <clears throat> and basically one day she witnesses him fall on the tracks, which, by the way, <laughs> never fall over someone when they are on the tracks. You just know that they're going to die. You say a prayer. <laughs> you call 911 as fast as possible. And they're going to get you, squished. <laughs> they're going to be mauled by tires. Mauled. Isn't, isn't there like... I don't know. Isn't there, like, part of the track that you're not supposed to touch or something? Like, the third rail or something? And he's just laying there flat on his back in the middle of the tracks. And she's crazy and jumps in after him and starts screaming, sir, and somehow bear rolls him out of there. Like, I'm supposed to believe that she can do that. Yeah, that (laughs) that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. But... You know what? We're the audience. We just have to, we just have to have a suspended disbelief. For this entire pre- that. Yeah, because then she snaps. She becomes delusional. Oh my so, god! If you guys listen to Dear Evan Hansen's critiques, that is delusional child who gets 
kind of looped into a whole hysterical family we needs to love. This is exactly that. Only a grown-ass woman who is an asshole. That's I mean, it. It, okay, at least with your Evan Hansen, like you said, he's supposed to be a child. And he's been through yeah. trauma. And this is different. She's just lonely. Okay, yeah, her dad died. That's trauma on its own. But I hate to say it, as we all get older, our parents do happen to pass away. Knock on wood. Not for a while. But, you know, he was sick. I did knock on. I lost on my table. He was sick. And then she's like, oh, I have nobody. I'm like, you just had you and your dad the whole time anyway. And he's been dead for like a year or something. Right. Well, so I guess we kind of jumped the gun a bit. But so basically, (laughs) she goes to the hospital. And she talked to herself in a mere second and said, I was supposed to marry him. And some idiot nurse who has no business eavesdropping (laughs) goes, oh, oh, that's his fiance. Let her in. And then for some crazy reason. She just rolls with it. And that's the movie. That's that's pretty much the whole movie. She and you're like, like her, her family comes in. And one of the people that is part of the family is Peter Boyle, who is the dad from Everybody Loves Raymond. I know him from Young Frankenstein as yep. the monster. Yep. And he's just comedy gold wherever he is. <laughs> and as is the rest of the family. So I guess there's a little part of her. She's like as a longing for this piece of the puzzle like I don't have a dad anymore I never knew my mom I don't have siblings I want all these things I get that but like be a little bit less creeper gentrified creeper to the nth degree that's what it is basically if anybody was to do this in real life though they would have charges put against them (laughs) somehow well yeah especially so like so all these, so then the parents, like, they're like, tell us everything. And she's like, not really sharing too, too much. But then suddenly she, she acquires his keys to his apartment. And then she figures out that he, there's, there's a cat in the apartment. And that's why he has cat food. Oh, oh, but the, here's the biggest part of the movie. So then suddenly Bill Pullman, the very plain vanilla if Peter Gallagher is the rocky road of eyebrows and mystery, <laughs> then Bill Pullman is the plain uh, Dannon. It's not even real ice cream. It's like frozen yogurt, it's and it's vanilla, and it's not even French vanilla. It's just like, we got this back at the dollar store. And that's no. <laughs> it's it's not even spelled right. Vanilla. It's a vanilla spelled with an e or something at the end. <laughs> it's like vanilla. Yeah. Um. I wrote so many weird notes. Like, for ex- oh, so anyway, so she falls for that brother. And by the way, he was the one that was meant to be. Uh, so, because so. apparently they fell in love in like two weeks. It, like maybe possibly even less. I mean, I'm not sure. The timeline's not clear. He proposes to her at the end. Oh yeah, I know. I know. Like, I know. What? Too much. And they totally they're like Yes, she was a psychopath who literally carved away into our lives for no reason. Forced herself stranger. Like if this if this if this story was on the news now, she'd be on Snapped IDTV. Oh, but the no question. part is that there's a Godfather, and he knows she's oh, lying, yeah. and he likes her, and he wants to keep her there, which makes no sense because so they then don't stop her yourself. Like just <laughs> didn't he just lose his wife? He should stop her. Hey, do you want a sugar baby? I got a sugar baby. You want a sugar daddy? Like, what the heck? Um, I wrote notes like, you know, the guy from The Sopranos who's the neighbor? Yeah. Okay. This is set in Chicago. Why does he have a New Jersey accent? I think they wanted it. First. Then, like, um, and then I wrote, um, I was going to marry him and one dumb nurse. That's really (laughs) all this is. (laughs) 
<laughs> and I mean, one dumb nurse. For the record, she probably was just talking to herself, going, God damn it. Like, there goes her dream man. You know, I get it. We've all fantasized about some rando that you see every day. Or that kid in school you had a crush on that didn't know you existed. Or friend-zoned your ass, which is whatever. But at the same time, it's like, girl, what is she, probably 30? She probably like 30, oh. right? I think that I felt like she was trying to be more mid-20s to late-20s. Maybe she's 30, though. I don't know. She they looks the an same. Age. She looks the same in every movie, which is yeah, which wonderful. she's the she's woman. She's the <laughs> she's the female Paul Rudd. She is. She's like aging beautifully, except for to be to be true. These two movies were like five years apart from each other, mm-hmm. so you don't change that much in that time. Let's take a look at her now, and let's ask how much work she's had done. No oh, offense. she's had a shit ton of work, but so would I if I had money. Really? I would get liposuction for fact. Really? I would get if so I, much lipo. I would like. Um, I have hooded eyes. And I and I know my mom is having problem with her eyes and her lids, and I can feel mine getting fatter and fatter on the top. And someday they're just gonna engulf my entire lid. And so I know that there's a surgery that you could have to like make your hooded lids not hooded. It might get cold at night because there's no hood. I'm <laughs> so cold. I, I can't call them little red anymore. Like got it, little red. Yeah. Riding hood. That, that was the dumbest shit I ever said today. That's okay. Um, <laughs> I did write a note like, okay, um, during the they invite her over for Christmas, uh, even though they don't know her from Jack, and um, and somebody gave a man a cordless glue gun, and I circled it. I wrote cordless glue gun for a man. <laughs> um, it was a big deal to me. Apparently, no, that's a regift that somebody got. At like a work party and didn't know what to do, so they just slapped some dude's name on there. That's that might be possible. Then there's this whole like like a C plot that's really bad. That <laughs> apparently the man in the coma, Peter, with the eyebrows, his <laughs> he he already has a girlfriend who he proposed to, and and apparently um from what you, we know in the movie, there's she. She goes, oh, hi, Peter. This is on an answering machine. Oh, hi, Peter. This is blah, blah, blah. I've been thinking about your question. Yes, I will marry you. Absolutely fucking not. I don't know any woman. This (laughs) year, if you are toothless down in, like, North Dakota, you're not calling someone on an answering machine. And saying yes. Well, for one, I'm pretty sure that's the kind of question where if a guy says, will you marry me? It's yes or no right there. It can't be maybe. It's not the, can I think about it? It's not a, <laughs> like, that's a, can we move in together? Do you want to go steady? Just me and you. But marriage, that's a yes or a no. If you don't know it at the moment, it's a no. That's a No. If you don't know it for the moment. If she says, I don't know, or he says, I don't know, it's a no. Yeah, it's it's an absolute no. So I didn't buy that to save my life. No woman. She wasn't even, that plot's not even needed. You don't even need her. It was like, it was a a total, like, ridiculous. It was trying to get us all concerned that they weren't going to get together. Who cares? We don't want them to get together. Their children are going to look like monkeys. They're both way too hairy. <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be a an eyebrow extravaganza. You won't know we're one, one family probably. of one huge Groucho Marx moment. <laughs> I wrote on this paper, her bangs are atrocious. Oh my god, they're not even good 90s bangs. Yeah. This ni- yeah, this movie is actually for a 90s supposable rom-com. It was kind of... I never got the calm. The calm never hit me. The calm didn't hit me. And then I wrote, it's crazy how no- the 90s is so pixelated. So pixelated. 
Yeah, like, it's even rough. Like, I, I didn't, like, a long time ago, I remember when I first started dating Mike, he's like, oh, well, that's not HD. I'm like, what the, f- what the hell does that mean? Like, who, what hoity-toity bullshit are you trying to sell me? Because I'm not buying it. Now, now that I've watched enough movies in this quote-unquote HD, <laughs> and now, and then I see this movie, it was like watching hieroglyphics happen. <laughs> It's really true. It's, I, it's I still great. don't believe in 4K, though, because I think that's just a gimmick. I don't see the difference between 4K and HD. But oh, I, I, I don't I don't even know that. You just spoke in another language, Oh, actually. I'm sorry. There's it was one like Pig Latin mixed with Japanese. I didn't know there's another one. There's another one. <laughs> you know what? Every Then guess what's going to happen next month? Another one. 16K. And guess what? I'm not, not going to care. Okay. Until they make me care. And I have to upgrade. <laughs> oh, gross. I don't care about that at all. If you have, no, if you have to upgrade. Like when your phone says, screw you, you can't do this anymore. Oh, well, yeah, that makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. I put the falling in love between Bill and Sandy is clinky. It's chinky. I can't read my own writing. It's chunky. <laughs> it's clinky. Though a clunky. That's it. It's clunky. Ah. It's clunky. The ice. The <laughs> ice scene, especially. How the fuck do you rip your jeans on ice? Remember when they're walking, and suddenly he, they fall on ice, and then they like kind of sprawl around and roll around, and it's all. <laughs> uh-huh. And then like there's a huge chunk of his ass hanging out. <laughs> And um, I've slipped on ice um, a million times. Never Never once in my wildest dreams have I ever depleted denim. (laughs) Yeah, I've I've fallen in ice. I fell off a deck and hit concrete, and I still didn't rip anything. I mean, I got really bruised, but my clothing was fine. That is, well, yeah, because guess what? Clothes, Clothes stand up. It's not like he was wearing a silk negligee. He or was wearing leggings. dungarees, sir. Dungarees. man jeans. Those things can take a beating. It's not they like can take a lot. Beating. They can take a lot. I wrote the ensemble family is the reason to watch. Oh, they're the only reason to watch. I like, was it the yeah. grandmother or the mother? It's the grandmother. He sh- they keep threatening, oh, the one godfather guy keeps threatening, like, well, don't tell her because you'll, you'll kill the grand- grandmother or some craziness because she's got a heart issue. It's too much. You can honestly care less about the two main characters. I actually just want the family to be happy and Peter Boyle to make more funny jokes. That's about all you care about. Yeah. I wrote, I wrote, Sandy does have an every girl woman quality, yet that's shocking because she's way too pretty to be relatable. And then I wrote too many lies. (laughs) Do you think it's because she's um, more, I don't want to say natural, beauty but they can't they never put like a shit ton of makeup on sandra bullock she doesn't have the bleached blonde hair or anything so i guess they're trying to make her more like the every woman even though she's got like the perfect barbie body which we can talk about that in Miss and like a chiseled angular very um statuesque face like very Mm -hmm. sharp lines it's not like a like i have a pudgy little round face like it's like all cheeks all cheeks She's got like she has the face of a of a like Renaissance sculpted woman. She has bone structure. Yes, that is bone structure for days. Thick, thick dark hair. Oh, can we talk about the crazy weird dude that's just trying to like get with her? Oh yeah, I mentioned him earlier because he's <laughs> with he has a New Jersey accent. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> he's from The Sopranos. Which one is he, though? Well, Michael kept telling me that he's Tony's boss who died of cancer. But oh. that doesn't make sense to me. I thought he was, like, one of the slimy uh, go guys that, you know, like, like that's down below Tony. That's what I thought. I mean, we can eat. I'm a, I can Google it very quickly. He's, he's such a character. He's also kind of a funny reason to watch. But, like, 
way too aggressive. <laughs> He's like borderline creepy stalker. Yeah. But then they want you to like him. It's confusing because they want you to like him because he's like crying in her like apartment because the the like bimboy like new also a New Jersey lady by the way the one the blonde <laughs> that he's yeah. trying to get with like dumped him and he's crying about it. She's like, do you want to try on my shoes? Like he's a weird guy. He likes to wear men's shoes, which we like to do that. Cool, but it, it's just it's a weird it's a weird thing to add in there for no reason. Like, yeah. it, they tried to be funny, and it just, I don't, like, you I can see where they were really trying. It's definitely, like, less of a, I wouldn't say this is a com- comedy at all. It's just more like a, a lighthearted farce that happens to have romantic elements. Because it there's, like, not a ton of, <laughs> like, the funniest lines are, given to her boss who basically is just mocking her he's like there's a whole scene where she's like oh because then there's like this whole moment where uh one of his relatives overhears someone in the cta say she's pregnant oh my god ask if she's pregnant and then that's like another another plot twist that is an awful plot twist and it's just not even funny and it's, and it's not <laughs> but the funniest part that comes from it is like she has all these really fast paced lines with her boss where he's like so which one are you do- so what are you doing well they think of that I'm pregnant with Peter's baby no with so and so's but who's so and so as his brother no 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 and like <laughs> cause the, co- the, co- the comedic timing there is funny cause it's like you can't keep up. That's the whole point. Oh, we can't keep up with her crazy yeah. story. I, I feel like they didn't they didn't let that run as long as it needed to to get kind of funny. They like killed it really fast. Oh yeah, yeah. They they also didn't give it enough weight, which means mm. then they squash the one thing that could have been really funny. It could have been fun. They do that with a lot of that stuff though. Yeah. I I did write the last like when he proposes to her at the CTA and puts the fucking ring in the token slot and he says marry me and she goes yeah I love you I love you back that's (laughs) the lines it's like yeah 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 I'll take a smoothie with that maybe some fries yeah that's fine is this how people talk to each other I mean, proposing. I mean, it's not always like storybook, but for a movie, I want storybook. Well, I at least want some passion. Honestly, give me some passion. You're gonna just marry some chick you met a month ago. Okay, they didn't even get mad that she lied the whole time. They never even got angry. Yeah, they kind of just like yes, and did that. Like, like. Like they're doing their own little second city situation. So yeah, I'm like, oh, that's fine. Okay. So, in any other world, this would be like, well, in Dear Evan Hansen, it sorely doesn't work out for him. Oh yeah, no. they like shun him, they ostracize him, they sob hysterically, and they and the, he cannot repair it ever again. No, but and they just shove her okay. off to the other brother. <laughs> Because apparently they just love her so much. They want to keep her in the family. Any other people would have been creeped out. But some random lady, even if she did save your son's life somehow, was just yeah. lying. And and she was going to marry him. And, like, you know what? I don't understand. Why were they suddenly getting married? Like, they had the date figured out already? You mean Sandra Bullock's character and Peter, the coma guy? Yeah. Well, all of it's it's made up anyway. Yeah, I know, but it's like all that money, and you're just you think he's just gonna have that kind of wedding, really? Right. But I I don't don't know. It just wasn't the whole thing. The whole thing. Well, and then I don't know if this rings a bell with you, and I don't know if you were really into Friends. Were you into Friends? Not particularly. Okay. Wow. But I know of Friends. Friends, um, my dad, Rich, is um, a psychotic Friends fan. He's seen every episode probably more than seven times. 
and he's seen some of them more than 20 times. So oh, wow. if you can put that together, that's a lot of freaking friends. And um, <laughs> there's this episode, and it's basically this storyline. Um, Monica and Phoebe are, like, walking on the street. They're like, that guy's hot. Yeah, he is. Why don't you say something? Why don't you say something? One of them goes, ooh, And then a car hits him. And then he's in a coma in the hospital. And the two girls are, like, going there. And they're, like, reading him the newspaper. They're playing him guitar. They're um, doing his, shaving his face. They're basically acting like they're his girlfriends. Well, anyway, and then he finally wakes up, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, hey, this is just the same story as that Friends episode. Um, and we looked it up, and th they were both filmed the exact same year. So which came first, the chicken or the egg? Or, or you know, the Jennifer Aniston. I don't know which one came first. <laughs> or but, same writer. Perhaps I should have looked into that further, <laughs> but I mean, maybe the writer of the Friends episode was like, "Hey, hey, what if we do this but bigger?" <laughs> and they're like, awesome "What do York. you mean? We've we've already we've already done this, and it was with Phoebe and Monica, and it was like a you can get a bigger side name, story. Like Sandy Bullock, Sandy Bullock, and, and the uh, the guy with the eyebrows, that guy with the eyebrows. What's his name? What's but his name? uh, I mean." Even the Friends episode is a little funnier in the sense that, like, then he, well, for one, they don't, like, milk his coma. So I'm going to give this one a big, maybe two thumbs down. Yeah, two thumbs down. Four. Four thumbs. There's four thumbs. They're all I like. I was scrolling through Etsy at one point, and I forgot that I had paused the movie. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so well, I had to start it again. It was like 20 oh minutes left. Well, let's move on to Miss Congeniality. Um, Cassie, do you want to give us a, a synopsis <laughs> of the plot line? I, I can do that. Well, I, I will say I still like this movie better. Um... So, well, I think they're both awful, but this one's slightly better. Slightly better. I really liked this one when I was little because my mom liked it a lot, so she showed it to me. Uh, it was one of my first Sandra Bullock movies. But rewatching it as an adult, it was kind of tedious. It's not really an adult movie, I don't think. But anyway, Sandra Bullock is like, she's an FBI agent. And again, they try and make her dopey looking and dumpy. oh, this is this is worse. She's not even, even worse dumpy. than the other movie. Yeah, even worse. Oh, it, so it's cringeworthy. It's to cringeworthy. make her dumpy, all they do is literally she doesn't like blow dry her hair or maybe run a comb through it, but it's still this thick in a ponytail, and she wears big glasses. I'm wearing glasses right now. You're wearing glasses right now. A lot of women wear glasses. It happens. Right. And they right. put her in ill-fitting clothing, and she kind of just, like, she lives her life as you do in your own home out in the public. So if you're eating a chili cheese dog and you look like a troll, she does that outside. <laughs> <laughs> so she just doesn't have a weird filter. She just doesn't care, which is fine. But even under that, she's still a good-looking young woman. I don't understand by making her kind of a strong, independent person who has wild hair that makes her immediately ugly. Right. I wrote at one point, this is a lame Cinderella ugly duckling yeah. to swan story. Oh, it is. But, I mean, that was a big thing in the 90s and early 2000s. Anyway, like, think of all the Princess Diaries, She's All That. All these movies were, like, they simply put a girl on a ponytail and give her glasses, and she's haggard. She's oh, an old maid. If any woman on a weekend or when they get home from work. Oh, literally, <laughs> that's what it is. And then the second they, I like, God, even, yeah. Yeah, wait, continue, because there's, I have so much okay, to say. Okay. Oh, so, my God. Quick synopsis is that she's an FBI agent that goes undercover at a beauty pageant, but she's not their first choice because... She's an ugly duckling, and they're like, oh, God, she'll never pass for a beauty pageant, which is like a Miss America thing. But then, you know, they, they literally, they get her waxed, they straighten her hair, and they what, pluck her eyebrows and give her a little bit of makeup, and she's like, good to go. And then she, 
craziness ensues because she's not like she's klutzy and she snorts when she laughs well that's me hi i snort and i laugh too (laughs) i guess we can't be miss america either oh no and then the (laughs) best part is i don't remember her actual name they name her gracie lou freebush which is just mean (laughs) oh her name in real life is gracie hart grace hart Hart, yes they name her gracie lou freebush which makes her sound like an idiot and a hoe at the same time. <laughs> it does. Yes, it does. That's actually the saying, is calling somebody a Gracie Lou Freebush. Really? Yeah, I'd ask my mom that. Oh, I never heard that it's in my just life. rude. It's rude. It's too much. But then there's like it's this... very overt. There's this forced romance between her and the other deputy who... They were kind of just bros because, you know, she's a bro. But then mm-hmm. she suddenly got hot to him, and now he wants her. And then there's a sequel to this movie, which is just trash. It's worse than this one. Well, I wouldn't even give it the time of day. I wouldn't, see. because it's not even that great. But, like, it's just, um, I liked it back in the day. Where shall we start? Well, sure, but you were also, <laughs> like, how old when you liked it? I mean, I was, like, 16. <laughs> Wow. Like 10, we all had bad choices at that time. I mean, we like the cheetah. I like the cheetah girl. The very beginning of the movie, when like um before she gets like um this fake uh it's not like a promotion at all, but it's it's a new you know this is a new case, so she's kind of excited, except for she's really sad about it, you know. Well, at the mm-hmm. very beginning, she has this like spy. Okay, I just went to the spy museum. This summer in Washington, D.C. And in the very first scene, she has, like, this book. The book has a camera in it. And Mm -hmm. she's, like, spying on these uh, Russian criminal masterminds. And she, and anyway, oh, my gosh, what I wouldn't give to have a book with a camera in it. (laughs) I I wrote, like, Sandy B. can Heimlich, big, fat Russian. I don't think she can Heimlich, big, fat Russian. Do you? I don't think, no, and I don't think they would have been standing there while he was choking. Like, just like, let him die. Let him die. Or that was in American yeah, honest, Honestly. Yeah. That's a really big purple Russian, sir. Oh, I did notice. So, this is in Jersey. Is that correct? Yeah, because she's from the state of New Jersey. Well, she's the only one with the thickest accent. <laughs> she has a pretty... Texas is pretty thick. Her Well, and it goes in and out during some parts yeah. of the movie. So I'm like, let's pick a lane, girlfriend. Um, well, anyway, they want then, her to be Jewish, too. They do? Or something. She's religious, though. But she says bagel and shmeer. Oh yeah, she called. She called. Oh, actually, I remember this. I just watched this last week. Um, why did she call cream cheese schmear? I I have no idea. I I if you are Jewish and you're listening, please write. What's our What's our email again? It, it, it's just moviemogals at gmail dot com. Super easy. That's that's M O G A L S. Yeah, because we're mo gals, not moguls. I know, oh, I know, wow. we shocked you, but mo. <laughs> but tell me, tell me, what's what is a schmear? Here's what I think schmear is: fancy jam, chutney. That, that was a cream cheese, and that wasn't even a chive cream cheese. No, it was. That was plain was, cream cheese. It's absolutely not a schmear. It annoyed me when she said it. I rolled my eyes. I may have even written it as a note. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm angry. What? Oh, you know what does anger me? Like, I got it. So they want her to stay a certain size because she's in the beauty pageant. But the bitch has been eating ice cream and trash hungry man meals. And she still looks like that. I think she can eat a donut. <laughs> I think her jeans <laughs> are that of the Nordic Swedes. That we yeah. all wish. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That is. That's ridiculous. Um, he gives her a carrot instead. I'm like. No. I'd have killed somebody. Oh, yeah. And then I wrote. Um, she doesn't. Oh. I wrote something about. She shoved donuts in her tits. <laughs> and, her, and her pussy. I'm like. 
How I mean, sticky I, would that have been? <laughs> you know, you know, something creepy and gross. So there's like also there's a part where she's like, okay, so here's something that we didn't really discuss, but in her job, she's kind of seen as like she's she's a go-getter and everyone knows she works hard, but they don't really give her any credit. And she I think she feels that she has to work even harder than everyone else to get any kind of attention. Because she's a woman. I think that's what they're yes, saying. Yes, I think that's the whole point, too. But um, <laughs> there's this part where she, like, it's at the very beginning. It shows how much they think of her, which they she gets the Starbucks order. Mm-hmm. And this is the biggest <laughs> joke of the whole movie. There's no line. It's just a group of people, like, waiting for a concert. That's what it oh, looks yeah. like at the Starbucks. Yeah. There are lines <laughs> at all times. It's like the airport. There is a consistent line. There's no way there would be like a, a regime a of people, a, an angry pitchforked mob. <laughs> yeah. There's no way they would have let her up there after like hearing that she was ordering. That barista wouldn't have took that order. That a barista would have told her to fuck off and go to the back of the <laughs> Because... <laughs> That's because funny. those baristas, they don't care anymore. <laughs> um, there's this part where she, when, when, uh, when they start, okay, so they do the thing like they do in Clueless when Clue, when Cher Horowitz is like ch- choosing an outfit for school, and so they they computerize mm-hmm. it, they take yeah. someone's photo, and then they put a bunch of stuff on it. So they do it. It's just so eye-rollingly obnoxious. They Mm -hmm. use every 50-plus-year-old man, you know, 270-plus pounds, wrinkled, old, haggard, and then they, like, put them in suits and stuff. (laughs) And then they finally put her, which, by the way, of course, we could see this a mile away. Yeah. She's going to be a fucking vixen. And then she goes, she says something around this time. She was like, I don't even own a dress or a brush. Were you born? Are you a wolf in a cave? Sandra Bullock? I can see you not having a a dress. A single dress. You're not having a dress, though, because she's more of a pantsuit kind of gal. Fine. A brush? But the brush. (laughs) She would have to have a brush. To have that long hair look that good, even if it is a little, like, not, it's not straightened. That's the difference. All they do is straighten her hair. <laughs> I don't want to be too rude. Okay, well, I'm just going to, full disclosure, full disclosure. It. it was yeah. a long weekend. It was a long weekend. <laughs> Let me paint a picture. I was in the midst of deep gras. That is what we call Mardi Gras. I went to a ball. I used that big hairspray. That is red. That is like, it's like very sexy hair or something. Big and sexy hair. That's it. That's it. Yeah. And now you need to sponsor us. Thank you. That's a good one. Um, <laughs> and it <laughs> my froze, gets my, froze my hair, and which is great for the night. But then when I woke up the next day, it stayed frozen. <laughs> and then I didn't, I ignored it for another day. And then yesterday. So this is okay. Let's do some counting. That was about three days, maybe four, <laughs> three days. I tried to brush it dry. And I got to say, it was near, gosh darn near Rastafarian. I'm not joking. <laughs> they were borderline dreads and it was brutal. What? Here's what happened. I took a shower today. I actually, <laughs> I put a shitload of conditioner on and then I still pulled out about 90 knots but I'm I'm finally the the straight haired drowned rat that I was born to be but no you you even even people with no care for themselves they still have a brush then you wouldn't you'd have dreads if you don't have a brush I'm sad she, she owns a brush or a comb so yeah, she's lying to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, the American people aren't going to buy that. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. Um, well, then they get, finally get her to the pageant circuit, and, like, Michael Caine is there. Mm-hmm. And now it's suddenly becoming My Fair Lady. Where it is. She, and he's the meanest Henry Higgins I've ever seen. He's just mean to her. 
It's not very charming. It doesn't feel very charming. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I thought that was weird. Oh, my next note is, I don't know why she called cream cheese schmear. (laughs) I I have no idea. That's the question of the year. Maybe we're just being, I'm just being a Gentile, and I don't know what schmear is. I thought cream cheese is not schmear. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I got to look it up. Then, um, uh, I don't know. She's, like, bonding with that one girl who's kind of, she's very cute and wholesome, and she means well. But they kind oh, of Rhode, make her. Rhode Island. Yeah, and they kind of make her a bit on the ignorant side, I think, just to drive in the fact that she's, uh, you know, a pageant person. Which is not very nice to pageant people, but the, oh, it's painting the whole pageant stupid. world. Yeah, they, they paint <laughs> the, the whole situation very, hey, I was in a pageant once. <laughs> I got kicked off the first round. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, I mean, but it wasn't really for me. It was kind of weird. I mean, I was 14. Uh, so it was a little kid pageant. <laughs> Yeah, so it could be ruthless though. Have you seen toddlers and tiaras? Oh gosh, I mean, I have I seen parts. And, and hello, John Bonet. John Bonet. Don't get me started on John Bonet. It's a whole nother podcast. Oh, <laughs> that that could be a lot of podcasts, actually. That is a lot, lot of podcasts. Yeah, <laughs> I've listened to a lot of them. But um, yeah, me too. But um. This- This movie, though, the the main antagonist, spoiler, if you haven't seen it, there's somebody threatening to bomb places called the Citizen or something. And it turns out to be the lady and her son, who's the head of the pageant, and she's just pissed off that they're kicking her off of it because she's old. Yeah, and it's kind of, uh, I could see that coming a mile away, to be honest. I thought it was Candace Bergen from the beginning because... She was just so like, no, impossible. This is impossible. I'm sorry. It's not this, a pageant. This, is this a size zero to two woman <laughs> who with with the incredible bone structure, she clearly cannot do this. Yeah. No. So um well It's a very sexist movie. Oh, it's I think that's what bothered me. <laughs> misogynistic. Well, I don't know why, but I went into this whole jag in my notes that they have to do like uh, a show, like they have to do a talent portion. <laughs> okay, there's a flute solo. There's a broad with balloon animals. So clearly they got like the circus to come over. <laughs> she does something with like water. Water cups, which is reminiscent of Will Smith in Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Remember when he was like, "I'm gonna tap all of these water glasses at." Do you remember yeah. that episode? Yeah. Yeah, but he did it way like they're both impressive, but in the end, it is just water in a cup. <laughs> I mean, she's doing the crystal thing, and you—if you, I mean, if you know how to do it, you can make the sound, and she's just. I think she's doing like deep in the heart of Texas or some Texas crap because it's in Texas. She's it's some Texas song that she's doing on there. But then people they end up drinking her water glasses, which makes no sense because these women know that that's her talent, so they wouldn't have touched those unless they were being vicious. Which these women actually weren't doing it to be vicious. They thought it was just water. Well, like four or five states weren't vicious. We don't know about the other. No, 45 I think they dumb. We just didn't, like, learn about the others at all. They just had a time to teach us about a couple. But but that makes sense. I mean, Hawaii was pretty cunty, though. Yeah, I think at the very beginning, yeah, she, and that's why uh, Sandra Bullock uh, diverted the conversation. You just say aloha and you start all over again. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Speaking, so then there was, like, okay, um, they're getting her ready, and Michael Caine is putting Vaseline. He's trying to put Vaseline on her teeth, all these things. And then he has these chicken cutlets. 
for her chest and he shoves his hands without permission inside her dress on her bosom. And I'm sorry, he would have gotten a very big smack across the face if it were me. Like, I know I'm thinking like me too, but I can't remember ever working with like a director or something. At least say, hey, can you please actually, what would have made more sense is like, hey, put these inside your thing right here. Like, or you could show them on her himself. And then she's like, tell me, have you ever committed a crime? She's like, and then she kind of, she doesn't clam up, but she kind of, you know, she's a little bit hesitant to respond. But then finally she's like, well, my lit professor attacked me. Uh, and once and I was like super dark, super, it went dark fast. I was like, um, probably didn't need this moment. No. And then she like try, and then she goes off on a thing saying, "Well, I also stole like red panties once because my mom told me they were the devil's panties." Yeah, I yeah. Was, she went two different directions there. Part of Pick me is one. like, if if this isn't gonna further the story, or you're not gonna tie it in some way. Then is this just to like make us stay woke? I don't. They they weren't being woke then. So. No, I don't I know. Mean, I guess you it really made, didn't need that in there. No, they did not. And I, I, maybe it just made Sandra Bullock be like, she's an innocent. She would never. She doesn't understand that she was literally assaulted. That's kind of serious. Not kind of. It's insanely serious. It's terrifying like, and sad. Kind of making. Well, and that's the part that's crazy is like they kind of they don't make light of it because then Sandra Bullock's like, no, no, that's not okay. But then, but then they never talk about it again. She never convinces her to do anything about it. It's just like, okay, Sandra Bullock says, you know, it's not normal. That's not normal. But then, but then they continue on their merry conversation. Yeah, but they're and they're at like some weird like bar that's also supposed to be. Like the Blue Man Group too. <laughs> <sighs> um, and then I wrote lesbian NYC moment. Um, okay. Oh, I remember now. There's a contestant at the very end who she's being ushered off, and she's like, she yells to the audience because she didn't. She's not one of the finalists, and she yells something like. Yeah, Charlene, we can do this together. Like, and then they have, I don't know if that was trying to be woke either. <laughs> uh, I like the, the whole movie was trying to give you, I think, everything at one time. Like, you get a strong lady who also can be pretty, but then also you can, I don't know. Like, yeah, but no one takes her seriously until she is pretty. Right. So, what does that tell you about? the male perspective that it's crap (laughs) (sighs) so I would get I would say well I'm just starting to realize as we're watching these movies that I like I really like a weird film that is dark that makes me think and movies that are trying to make me laugh for no really good reason I despise so i'm i mean i want to give this two thumbs down but i might give one thumb up and one thumb up down just because i feel kind of angry in the world <laughs> if i do two in a row like that i was gonna give it one thumb up one thumb down for nostalgia purposes oh okay then i guess we can both do that because there are still redeeming qualities i mean i think i i could be wrong but this is one of her big, big, big hits. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, I'm not saying it put her on the map. I'm, I'm pretty sure she was in stuff prior to this that put her on the map. But this, this she carried the whole movie on her own. Where, whereas yeah. the other movies, I think like I, I could, I could be wrong, but Practical Magic was around this time. But that's her and Nicole Kidman. 
and a, and a whole slew of older actresses. So like that was more of an ensemble piece. So this this movie was pretty much solely her having most of the weight carried upon her. Um, yeah, I think it was her first like like you said solo kind of movie where it was she was the big guy. I will say if this if this was her moment to be like Reese Witherspoon and Legally Blonde, they miss the boat. Because there's something, there's something, it's it's a weird thing. I think that they really, I wonder which one came first. Now I need to kind of know that. But, like, I feel like they were aiming for something like that. But mm-hmm. it kind of, like, there are parts of Legally Blonde that you're like, ooh, that's gross. But there's still a lot of heart there. And it's not as lewd or, like, uh, obvious. Like, I feel like the director and the writers, they took a lot of obvious choices. They made a lot of obvious assumptions. They were hoping the audience could embrace, um, oh, oh, they're, they're never, it's like all the tropes put into one. The, she's an ugly duckling. They're never going to make her be what she needs to be for this moment when really she always was that. To begin with, boom, mic drop. I can't drop the mic though, because then I'd break it. I already bought it, and it was. It took way too long for you just to plug it in. (laughs) (laughs) Took about five or ten minutes of sheer panic, and me, me putting my ear next to the door, going, (sighs) trying to get Michael's attention. Always attractive moment when I'm helpless. I love it. I love it. Oh my goodness. That was fun. So we don't here's the thing though. I don't hate Sandra Bullock. I think she's great. I just think I'm I, I think we picked two movies that she's really known for, but like not at the at her prime. Actually, no. going back Okay, so last week's episode was Dear Evan Hansen and Nocturnal Animals. And we both kind of agreed, wow, too heavy. <laughs> WTF. Yeah, let's, 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 let's step back a bit. But if, I was, if I'm going to be frank, my favorite Sandy Bullock movie is A Time to Kill. That's a good one, though. Yes, but that is so about a, a little... <laughs> african-american child who gets raped and killed i mean that's not helping her (laughs) the plight of being light hearted is she in the bone collector or is that jodie foster or is that ashley jolie angelina jolie oh is she really Um, i like the heat i could have chose the heat that would have been that would have been funny i don't know i mean would it have would it have i mean i liked it oh you saw it the movie that he, I own that. Oh, okay. is it with um Jenny McCarthy? No. Oh God, no. Um, not the other McCarthy. Uh, yes. Oh, Melissa McCarthy. They're cousins. Melissa McCarthy. Oh. Um, should we should we tell them what we're picking next week before? We yes, forget? we're going back to dark. No, I'm just joking. Yay. It's not super dark. I mean, yeah. I, but it's not like sadness. You're gonna cry. We're done with that for a little while. Right? Yeah. yeah. I think, eh, well, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> okay. Cassie, tell them what you want me to watch, slash, their homework as well. So, we're going to be, we're in March now, and that is the time of the true redheads. So, we wanted to pick <laughs> a redhead actress. <laughs> and uh, we're choosing Bryce Dallas Howard, who is the daughter of Ron Howard. Yes. Who's technically a redhead, he's just bald, so it happens to all of us. Um, <laughs> so what I picked Lady in the Water, which yes. is an M. Night Shyamalan movie. Yes. And, and you picked... The Village, also an M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong <laughs> movie, which is kind of <laughs> a twofer. It's a twofer, because... Yeah. Not only are we sharing that actor, but also, gotta love that M. Night. 
Gotta love them. Gotta love them. Movie vocals. Movie vocals. Cassie and Del, we're gonna be your movie vocals.